Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. We are in the book of Acts, the series at the moment, and uh, I hope you have... uh, Uh, a lot of snacks, because this is going to be a long journey. Uh, We planned the Book of Acts series, and I mean, the the book itself is 28 chapters, and so you know there's going to be a lot of preachers that are going to come from this. And this is just the beginning. It's only the beginning, like the the start of a great journey. (sighs) So we're in the Book of Acts. I was... uh, I was on a, this week, uh, there was some time, and I don't know if you've ever gone down a YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, you're like, I mean, also, I mean, there's an, if you ever watch Reels, that's also like three hours, you got to like set aside three hours, because that's how long it's going to take you to get back into, to click back into reality. So I was, I was uh, watching some YouTube and uh, there was a video that came up, and that was uh, greatest Premier League comebacks of all time. And I, it's a football, a football video, and I, I love that stuff. Hey, firstly, I just love football. Uh, Yolandi will tell you I will watch every single Premier League game that I can. And while I'll watch one game, I'll give myself like ten minutes on one. If there's multiple games at the same time, I'll like ten minutes, then I switch over. And then I'm checking the scores of the other games, and then I switch over. And it's, it's, it's almost a problem. Thank you for coming to this intervention. But the greatest comebacks, if you think of what happens at a comeback, a, a team gets get down like 3-0, and you think all hope is lost, and then they just come back one goal. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Two goals. It's 3-2 now. Now they've got hope. The, the, the fans are right behind them. Then three all. Oh, my word. How could this be? And then maybe they score a fourth goal, and it's 4-3. They came back from 3-0. How did they do that? Yo, Yo I love it. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. And I feel like that's what the disciples were feeling as we start the book of Acts. They've been following Jesus. Everything was good. Jesus was, you know, a rabbi. They've been taken from a life where they were just um, ordinary people applying their trade, now following a rabbi. Then their rabbi gets killed. <laughs> and it's like, it's, they go from like, yes, to like, even now, today is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday was when they celebrated Jesus, where the whole city came out and, and cut, you know, cut the trees down. I wish they would cut the tree down outside my house. But anyway, um, they cut the trees down and laid the, you know, the king has come. And then the next moment, they're crucifying him. The disciples there, celebration, then the crucifixion, then the resurrection. He's alive. It's amazing. And then, and then the ascension, which is, it's almost like, eh, you know, like, uh, like they had Jesus he died, he came back, and then they're like, okay, like he's gone, now what? They have to wait, and they wait, and they wait. Have you ever had to wait? Waiting takes longer than you think, <laughs> always. You know, what do they say? A watched pot never boils. When you're waiting for something, it seems to take forever. 
And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is poured out. The church is birthed, and it's just this incredible time. Welcome to the book of Acts. There's just miracles, and oh, it's, it is amazing. Before Jesus goes back to the Father, before the ascension, he gives the disciples this promise from Acts 1, from verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, it's amazing that in his resurrection body, resurrected body, he ate. Hey, that's pretty cool. He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me talk, speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of, to Israel? This was just because their understanding was not Jesus's understanding. They thought that he would come back with armies and you know, remove the Romans, the Romans from Israel and they would be a, a, a sovereign nation once again. That wasn't God's plan. His plan was, his scope was a little bigger than that. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Incredible story. And that's how the book starts. Hmm. The key verse for the book of Acts is in fact Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You can read the whole book through this filter. Jesus is actually preempting what the book would look like. They'll go to Jerusalem, they'll go to Judea, they'll go to Samaria, and they'll go to the ends of the earth. Hmm. I heard someone say that Samaria was uh, some area. So when you're in some area, you're doing the work of the Lord. It's possible to do the work of the Lord there. Acts is about what Jesus continued to do. And this verse gives us the key to what Jesus was going to continue to do. It's a key verse because the disciples moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. That power. See, Jesus said, he actually said, You'll be baptized like the baptism of John. John baptized in water, but I'll baptize in the Holy Spirit. Baptism is not a sprinkling, ah, not a little bit. It's full immersion. It's being fully submerged. Jesus was saying, you will be fully submerged in the Holy Spirit. Not just a little bit, not just a, a teeny tiny sprinkling, ah, but full immersion. will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You'll receive power. That power, the word for power is dunamis. 
I think I've pronounced it right. There is no one here who's studied Greek, so that's how it is. It talks about the Lord's power, the strength to do. It's his miracle-working power in us and through us. His empowerment to be witnesses. It's the word that we get, the, the root word is the word that we get dynamite and dynamic from. Hey, Christians, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit should be dynamite. It should also be d- dynamic. Hey, not, oh, I'm a Christian. I mean, if you talk like that, that's okay, but don't. The Holy Spirit in Acts 2 verse 42 comes in fire. Sorry, not 42. Acts 2 verse 1 to 4. We'll, we'll read it in a moment. But he comes in fire. The Holy Spirit is poured out on the disciples and the apostles in fire. Just like in the tent of meeting with Moses. And just like when the temple was inaugurated with Solomon. He came in fire. Why did the fire not happen every time the Holy Spirit was poured out? Did they do something wrong? No, it's because every time God inaugurates a temple, what does he do? He brings fire. So Solomon, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 1, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the Lord And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Fire came down from heaven. In Acts 2, verse 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a mighty wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Incredible moment. God comes down. (laughs) Wind. Fire. I mean, (laughs) yes, no, I won't go there. Fire comes down. They start speaking in tongues. They don't know what's going on. It's incredible. They burst out into the city. People hear about Jesus in their own language. This is an incredible moment. Why did the fire come? Fire came because now this was, this was a new temple. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Who's the temple? We are the temple now. It was individual flames. We are now the temple. We carry the presence of the Lord. Turn around, look around, look around. I I would say touch someone, but you know, that's not allowed. So, I mean, you are the temple. You're the temple. Who's the temple? Say, I'm the temple. Who's the temple? Now point around and say, you're the temple. If you know Jesus, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Lord lives inside of you. Not just a sprinkling. 
full immersion. The same spirit that hovered over the waters at creation. The same spirit that beat death. Raised Christ from the dead. Lives in us. Lives in us. Doesn't just live in us, but gives us the power to be witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea, into any kind of area, to the ends of the earth. As we look at the book as a whole, we see that there are some progress reports. So, so if Jesus has set this out, he set out the key verse. He's gone, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. There's got to be some kind of way to track that, right? There's got to be some kind of way. So there are some progress reports. Oh, yeah, there they are. Fantastic. So we're going to go through them. And they kind of form kind of brackets of times. It's, it's almost like they're liter- like literary devices. They're like they form these little brackets of, of things that happen at the time. So we're going to go through them as we look at them. The title of this message, I know I didn't get there. The title of the message is The Power to Progress or to Progress. And these are progress reports that we find in the book of Acts. So Acts 2 verse 47. It says this, All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. What was going on? A little bit before that, it says they devoted themselves to, to the apostles' teachings, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, to prayer, to gathering together, right? What was, what was, there was joy, there was excitement, it was new, it was fresh, the Holy Spirit had just been poured out, oh, 3,000 added, this thing was blowing up and it was so, so exciting. And what happened? People were added. daily. It's great. That's great. Let's go to the next progress report. It's Acts 6 verse 7. What was ha- it says this. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. What was going on between the last report and, the, and this report? What was happening? Well, there was actually grumblings and complaints. You have the Greek believers that were feeling underappreciated, that their widows weren't being looked after. And what did they do? They added to their leadership. They added to their structure. They, they started to, to think about this thing a little differently. Whoa, maybe we need to change some things here. And what happened? More people were added. And even Jewish priests. Now that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Jewish priests were added in a culture that is Jewish. They seem to turn away from their traditional roots and follow the Lord. There must have been power involved there. There must have been something different involved there. This was not a, uh, as as someone, as uh, Tyron Daniel says, Christianity is not a, a change of philosophy. Christianity is a change of master. And that's what happened here. These Jewish priests turned their lives to Jesus. 
The next bracket we find in the progress report is in Acts 9 verse 31. It says this, the church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria, some area, you can't unhear it now. And it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. What happened between then and now? Well, we have the first martyr. The first person died for the cause of Jesus. Stephen was stoned. Then from that persecution, there was a scattering. Philip goes to Samaria. <laughs> Samaria. And we also have Paul's conversion from Saul to Paul, meeting Jesus on the road to Damascus. Incredible story. Despite the persecution, despite the opposition, despite the trials and tribulations, there was growth, there was strength, because the Lord was in it. Notice, when you read it, the apostles didn't go. It was everybody else that went. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem, which is weird, because they heard the word of the Lord, and they like, they stayed, so, I mean, we'll get there, but they stayed. But there was peace, there was strengthening of the believers, and there was growth. The next report we find in Acts 12, verse 24. It says this, Meanwhile, the word of the Lord continued to spread, and there were many new believers. Meanwhile. That means that stuff was happening. Stuff was going on. What happened? Well, Peter is the first one to go to the Gentiles. And he needed a lot of help. If you will get there, we'll read the story. Please read the story. He needed a lot of help. He needed to be in a trance and see a vision from the Lord and to have audible voice God, saying, God, go to who I'm sending you. Don't ask questions. He got a smack from the Lord in order for him to go. So he goes to the Gentiles and it's the start of something new. What else happens? There were imprisonments. There was death. I think James dies. There were miracles. It's like this, how do you, it's like a happy, sad time. How do you, how do you celebrate this? Death, yeah, like imprisonment. But they did. See, Peter had to see this vision. He had to get a smack from the Lord because the gospel needed to go out. They only left, the, the apostles only started leaving Jerusalem here. <laughs> Acts 12. That's a long time from Acts 1. <laughs> it's a number of possibly years. The gospel needed to go out. And even though there was that resistance, God is still moving. Meanwhile, God was still moving. God is still moving in this time, even though the apostles needed more convincing and many new were added. In Acts 16, 
verse 5, we have the next report. And it says this, so the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. Hey, that is fantastic. What a great report of what God was doing. What had happened in between? Well, Paul and Barnabas were commissioned. They start going on their missions, and the story shifts from uh, Peter's focus on Peter to a, a focus on Paul, um, and initially Barnabas as well. They go to different cities. They start reaching different people, start reaching out. There's a, there's a bit of a strategy is formed. They start out in the, in the synagogues, and when they get rejected there, then they go to, to the ordinary people, the normal people, anybody. Let's go. We've got to get this message out. There are people that need to know about Jesus. We also have the first council, which is where the, there are reports. That the, because this started out as a Jewish in a Jewish environment, people were looking at Christianity through Jewish lenses, which is fair. I mean, it's, it happened. So there were certain things that they thought needed to be that actually weren't necessary under the new covenant. And so they had this big council and they battled it out and they come up with a back to basics resolution. Hey, you know all the stuff, all, all those things, Actually, all we need is, is this, this, and this. It's so important that we seek to live out our Christianity as kingdom-orientated people and not as South Africans. Don't get me wrong. I love this country, but we have lenses. And too often we can see our Christianity through the lenses of being, of being South African, being in Joburg, being, you know, whatever culture, whatever tradition we come from, instead of allowing Christianity to inform us and change us. My favorite, favorite quote on tradition is from William Booth, who started the Salvation Army. He said, real tradition is not wearing your grandfather's hat but buying a new hat just like he did. And so we can't be caught up in how, how we've always done it or how it's always been done. We need to be seeking the Lord and trusting that he will move, yes, in our culture, but despite of our culture as well. So the churches were strengthened and grew. Hmm. The next one we find in Acts 19 verse 20. It says this, so the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Paul is led by the Spirit in this section. He's given dreams. He gets stopped by the Spirit. He's like, don't go into that, don't go into that city. Go into that city. He has a dream of the Macedonians saying, come. I always see it in like slow motion because in my mind, that's how dreams are. And like, I'm sure I've seen movies where it's like this dream sequence and there's so he's in a whisper. You've got, hey, you've got to read the Bible with some uh, personality. You don't just sort of, hey, you can read it. It can, can be dynamic. Dynamic. Paul's led by the Spirit. And guess what? There's more persecution and there's more prison and there's more continued preaching. How often do we let our situation 
determine whether we preach, determine whether we talk about Jesus, to determine whether we trust him for miracles. You know what? <laughs> if the book of Acts tells us anything, it's that it's in the trials, it's in the persecution, it's in the, these things that God moves. Charles Spurgeon said that suffering saints are living seeds. Suffering saints are living seeds. I don't wish suffering on you, but I wish that you would be living seeds. And sometimes suffering is the way for us to hold on to the Lord. The gospel continues to go out. The last one is the last few verses in Acts. Acts 28, verse 30 to 31. It says that Paul, he lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one tried to stop him. That's how the book ends. No one tried to stop him. Despite being in prison, Paul was able to continue to preach. It's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. It's easy to read this and go, oh, that's fine for them. It's fine. It happened in the book, and it's called The Book is Finished. And yes, the book is finished. The Bible is complete. But just like there's a, I think there's a church planting movement called Acts 29. <laughs> the work continues because God is involved. The key verse, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and in and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God's not done. He's not done with us and he's not done through us. God gave us the Holy Spirit, the power of God for us to fully live for him and to be led by him and to be a witness to him and to serve others. What did that witness look like? Well, we've just read about it. We've just seen it. It meant preaching. It meant teaching. It meant miracles. It meant apologetics, which is standing up, giving an account for your faith. It meant suffering. It meant persecution. They were, witness, they were witnesses to Jews, to Gentiles, to rich, to poor, across the cultural, what the cultural lines had said. I know it says, it says, uh, it says woman. <laughs> it was a big deal to include woman. And they did it. They went to kings. They went to the, those who seem untouchable. The message of Jesus went out to them. They went to three continents. They went to major cities to unreached people. What is God wanting to do in us? Well, he wants us to go to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth under his power, being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's, you know what that means? It means preaching, teaching, miracles, 
apologetics. It means suffering. It means persecution. It means going to whoever we can. A guy called Long, Long Necker, I don't know, <laughs> that's his name, said this, the Christian church, according to Acts, is a missionary church that responds obediently to Jesus' commands, acts on Jesus' behalf in extension of his ministry, focuses its proclamation of the kingdom of God in its witness to Jesus, is guided and empowered by the self-same spirit that directed and supported Jesus' ministry, and follows a program whose guidelines for outreach have been set by Jesus himself. Sure. <laughs> this thing we do here is fantastic. But it also needs to happen in our lives. We can only do that in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on, on you. John 7, verse 37 to 38. On the, last day and greatest, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the, the Spirit whom those who believed in him would later receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. Rivers of living water will flow. The Spirit will flow through you. How? If you believe. If you believe. Luke 11 verse 13 Jesus is talking. He says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts, gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more will the good Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? How do you get the Holy Spirit? Believe in Jesus and ask. You want to see miracles? You want to walk in power? Oh. Believe in Jesus and ask. It's very easy for us to get formulas. And this is as simple as it gets. To walk in power, believe in Jesus and ask. Can we stand? So God, right now, we just come to you. As people gathered under your name, we thank you for that you have not left us alone, that despite the roller coaster of our lives, that you are constant, you are here, and you are with us. God, I thank you that the book of Acts shows us 
that there's a glorious adventure awaiting us when we trust in you. So God, right now, as we're here, hearts open. We ask that you would move in us. as we seek to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.